For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. Jacinta CK and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We're airing live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 6 p.m. GMT. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, find on strategicladies.com. As always, we're going to be bringing you relationship information and strategy from our guests and in our research. Our show will always give you guys a generational perspective and real-world opinions. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Estella, and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. Today, we're going to talk about relationship advice, and we're going to talk about the pros and cons of relationship advice, Um, some people, uh, what they feel the best relationship advice they've ever received is, and then, you know, how to build a professional and personal relationship um, based on some of this advice. We're just going to have a conversation of all of money just fell on the floor. Oh my God. See how, that, rain see how profitable you are when you give relationship advice? Changes. It, it, made, me, it made me nervous. <laughs> Tell you my relationships. So. so we're going to talk about relationship. And as you know, we do this quite often. We have a, a healthy relationship and um, coaching practice. Yes. And we see a lot of things. So we're going to share some of, some of not what we necessarily see, but how we handle that and what people do. So, um, our, again, what should you consider when you're seeking advice is one of the main topics because many of us go to, um, to seek this, but they don't, you don't always get the right advice. Yeah. Right? Who are you supposed to be getting it from? Right. Yeah. So, um, mindful check. How are you, Jay? I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, today I feel excellent. Uh, the weather's nice. Is it? I haven't been outside. I mean, it's. I mean, it's like oh, we were talking to our producers today. It's it's so sunny. It's kind of cool, but it's not too cold. Um, so it feels good. I, I like it a lot better than the extreme heat or the extreme cold. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I actually am liking. The I don't like it really hot. I do like it. I don't like it really cold. I like you know what I like. I like it warmer during the day, like seventies, eighty, and right. cooler at night because I love to put on a sweater or um. But it got really nippy here um, last night. It did. And but you know that's a chance for you to wear some cute, cooler outfits like your cute sweaters, pajamas. <laughs> she said pajamas. Yeah, she went you know, pajamas. pajamas. I love to get my blankets. Hey, you know what? That's wonderful. I haven't had an eye flash in a while, so that's going to be cool. <laughs> okay. But so. now I'm doing great, and I'm excited about our um, our event this weekend and all the stuff that's going on with Strategic Ladies. And 
Yeah, we're going to share with you some things that we're doing toward the end, but we've got an event we're going to. Uh, we have a newsletter that's coming out. Uh, we have a new, in that newsletter, we're going to be featuring two columns. One's on mindfulness and one's on asking Jay um, relationship advice. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, please, if you are a, a listener, which uh, and a regular listener. And even if you're not, please subscribe to our podcast as well as uh, go to our website and, and click yes to get uh, a newsletter. We, we promise not to overwhelm you with stuff, only pertinent things that will help you in your relationships and in, in your total well-being. So, um, how are you doing, Dr. Stella? I'm, I'm awesome. You know, I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, get my mindful sleep like I wanted to yesterday, but that's okay because I still feel good. I, um, have been on a, a fast, kind of a vegan fast. A shout out to my brother Jamal out there. Yes. Okay. And, um, And I have totally noticed a difference in everything, digestion, complexion, um, uh, attitude. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm giving up, um, the meats and, um, and focusing more on the vegetables and, um, it has, um, I think it's changed me. It's enriched me in so many ways. Now I won't say that I don't know if I won't have fish. I mean, I don't know that, but so far I've been really good. Uh, it, it's been a eye opening experience. What do you think about my attitude, Jay? Do you think it's, you know what? I love that you're not drinking coffee. I just oh had some. Did you? <laughs> it's over. Oh. Do I feel better? I mean, I'm cool you, today. You're cool. Kind of, but I can tell we haven't had any. Really? I can tell totally, yeah, because like yeah. you're more like, oh my gosh, and like when you have no coffee, you're more like me. So I love when you don't have coffee. So coffee is my emotional trigger. It, it is. It's a trigger. It, it helps to um, keep me chaotic. No. <laughs> you know, it's not, that it's, it's not a bad thing. You're always a, a fun person to be around with, but it, it's definitely, I think caffeine is definitely a stimulant for you. I think so. And I think that. And everybody can handle stuff differently, I totally right? believe in doing things in moderation. And I think that, um. If you do too much of anything, it's bad. But anyway, but vegans going great. Um, I yeah, am you're doing so good. good. She's doing I'm so good, great. guys. Okay. Now me, it's a different story. <laughs> well, we're going to be mindful and keep that thought. It was an intention. It wasn't a resolution. So right, okay and I did it. good till the time I said I was going to do it. Yeah, I she did. did well. We had a, a my a granddaughter um, turned five. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you her real age, okay? But um, she she had a, a big birthday and um. We um, celebrated that, and, 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 and during the celebration, we did have to get a piece of cake. So we did kind of mess right. up. Jay got, that's all you messed up on, right, Jay? Right. Uh-huh. 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 That's uh-huh. what I'm claiming. Uh-huh. <laughs> pleading the fifth on the wrist. Uh, pleading the fifth. I wish some people would plead the fifth and start, you know. Anyway. Okay, so, again, we're going to talk about, let, let's start the conversation with what should you do and are consider when you're seeking relationship advice? And this is a heavy question because many times we go to the wrong sources mm-hmm. for our problems. And um, there are five questions that uh, Psychology Today, uh, a major uh, resource, uh, talks about five questions you should ask answer before 
asking for advice. And many times we all face problems and dilemmas in our lives and we often ask others for advice. You know, I do that. Uh, I did it quite often with some friends, you know, sometimes I'm very guarded, but you know, we ask these questions to sometimes our friends, we may raise it to the wrong person, like our boss or um, other teens may talk to other teens, teens, you know, but, and therapists or, or other resources, but who should we really ask? So when we're talking about this, um, the first thing we should do is uh, avoid getting the wrong message from people. I agree. And Jay, we see that a lot in our practice. We see people coming into our practice who have gotten the wrong advice, have practiced that, and it causes more confusion. So we need to make smart decisions, and smarter decisions about seeking advice. And here's some of the five questions you should ask that we're going to talk about. And it's just five questions, but they're very um, uh, uh, deep, thought-provocative questions that we'll talk about. Yeah, so one of those questions are, are you seeking advice or validation? So what do you think about that question? Well, I think we've confused the two, right? Um, we, uh, many people, uh, well, at, uh, they, they want to validate what they already concluded. Or they, I think that sometimes I've had people come to me that ask me advice or ask questions. And, and the way that I try to position my advice is that you really deep down, and I really feel this, that you know the answer. Um, so I want, my clients to actually get to the choice themselves. I don't want to tell anybody what to do. It's your path. Right. 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 Um, but when you're constantly making the same conclusions, um, you know, I, I find that it, it becomes something that, um, you already know the answer to. Right. So this is, this is a difference and the psychology day gives it a difference in, and asking advice or validation. For example, if you're asking this kind of question, I'm so behind at work and I'm going to see my family over the Christmas anyway. So it's not terrible if I don't go home, right? You're essentially asking validation. You already right. kind of said, I'm going to do it. I'm okay. And people do that in relationship. I'm dating this guy. And even though he's a jerk, he, he's going to change. And I'm going to see him anyway, right? You're, or, you're or they're, or they're saying they're, I, I think that the problem is, is I don't know if it's validation in that thing. I think it's more of like a, they're not, some, a lot of people are not seeking advice. They want you to give them the answer they want to hear. Which is validation. Right. You, so, they've already come to their, yeah. And, so and, they've already come to their conclusion. Um, so you can't get mad at, at friends if they're giving you their true advice and you're not wanting to hear what it is. So let's so pause can... a moment for a deep meditation with the chimes. Just kidding. But you're right. It's, it's almost like, um, most people will happily validate a decision, uh, but they really don't want advice. And, uh, we need to get away from uh, the validation phase and ask a question. You know, I, I want to know, I want advice. I want you to tell me what no, you I, think. I, th I think that you have to, when you're as a person, if you're in a relationship, you have to know rather if you really want that advice, or are you just wanting to hear what you want to hear? And, yes. and you can't get mad if somebody does give you what they would do and get upset with them. If it's not what you wanted to hear. Yeah. And that's what we find a lot of times when we're dealing with, <laughs> certain people, I'll ask them, do you want to hear what I would do? Or do you want to hear what you want to hear? 
I can't give you sometimes. I'm one of those people that's very real and very forward. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm thinking. I can't lie to you. And most people will happy validate your decisions. Most people say, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're okay. But we need to really think about, do we really want advice or do we want to just validate what we already come to? So it's, it's a, it's a difference between the two. So yeah, decide what you want advice or not. The second one is how should you phrase the question? It's important to avoid questions that are either too narrow or too vague. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, if you have a bad relationship with your boss and we all have problems sometimes with our bosses, right? And you want advice on what to do. Asking, should I leave my job is too broad a question to deal with that. And many people do that in our relationship. Think about it. Should I leave my boyfriend? Well, so you get that all the time with relation advice or is he cheating on me? Go ahead. I think it's good to think about this question. How should you phrase the question? I think when it, when it comes to relationships, if you, if you're really wanting to get the answers that you're really trying to seek, you need to know how you're phrasing it. So it's not leading the witness. Sometimes I find that some people lead the witness or lead people to the answer that they want. So I, I agree that it's something that you have to find out. Yeah, I do. I do. I know. Uh, another thing is, uh, and we hear this all the time. How can I improve my relationship with my boss? Uh, or, or, you know, things like that. Ask questions that kind of like are too vague. Um, the best advice. Well, you know, my thing is that that question actually isn't too vague. I mean, if you if you say, how can I improve my relationship with my boss? That's a question that is going to get advice from someone. but if that's not really what you want to be answered, you have to work on how you phrase the question. So and I think it's all context- about what you're really trying to get down to. What's yeah. the main point? Yeah. And I think the context behind it too. Um, and you're right. There may be some hitting. We find that all the time. There's hitting, there's hitting uh, agendas, agendas behind some of the questions. Correct. Yeah. And we need to think about that. So our next one is the person relatively objective. Give thought to whether the topic is, one about which the person has strong feelings and how their feelings might influence the advice they give you. So like in my opinion on this one, I would, I would say in, 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 in with it, when dealing with relationships, if you have a friend that you're asking that has recently gone through a bad breakup and they're putting their influence of how negative their situation was on your relationship and giving you advice that may negatively impact yours. You need to be careful on the person. I, I mean, I, I find all the time, and I see this a lot, that women will ask questions to people that have sometimes trouble relationships. And I think that that can be a problem because if they're unhappy in a relationship and giving you advice, it's different if they're, they've had a bad relationship and have learned for the relationship and are still positive about people. But if they have a sour close as my daughter sometimes says um you need to be careful in how if that's the right person to ask the questions to i agree i think i totally agree and i think that is the experience factor mm-hmm. if a person has experience in the area you're asking the question for they're going to be able to draw from more conclusions right. than a person that has no experience and many times we are drawn to ask advice from people who 
don't have specific knowledge at right. hand. And, and I do think, you think that that's because sometimes people want to hear what they want to hear? I think so. And I think that gets goes back to the first point Correct. of, of ask our second point, how yes. should you phrase a question and how, sh- and what do you really want? Or do, do you, you want, want validation advice or validation? Advice, right? right. Um, so I think you're exactly right. I think that, and, and again, in, in, in our practice, we see that, right? Mm-hmm. We see people who, um, come to us who have, been other places, right? Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the other one is, um, is this person an expert? I like what you were saying. Is this person really an expert in yeah. it? Is this, experts can be double-edged sword. Experts may know a lot about the subject matter, but they can be empathetic opinions, very empathetic. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, I know that for me, I, I will go to an expert and again, like, I mean, we all have our things that we have close friends that we may talk to. Um, but again, I try to go to the friends that first of all, I want my, my friend's honest opinion, but I want a positive friend also. So I have a go-to friend that I'll talk to about everything that Jessica, you know who you are, but she, she's somebody that's very positive and most of the time she's experienced what I have. And if she hasn't, she still has her ideas of what she would do. Right. Right. But it's always positive. It's always positive. And I think that uh, it can be a double-edged sword because I know that I, at one point uh, went to someone to, to get advice on relationships mm-hmm. and um, this person could have blown me off and um, given me uh, criticism about how I was handling things, but let, she basically let me kind of like what you do with your relationships. Um, she let me kind of uh, deduct what I already knew mm-hmm. and, and supported that. Um, it's, it, you know, it's almost like, uh, sometimes when you go places and they, uh, don't know how to suggest the best options for you. Um, you're kind of limited in your, in, in the, the opinions you get. This woman gave me some options, but she let me choose from it. Right. And I think that that's what happens with experts. I mean, I think that's the strength of our practice. I think we, we let people draw their conclusions, but we give them enough choices so they can make that best, that that best decision. I mean, we're critical thinkers. Right. And I think critical thinking is a huge piece in, in, in relationship. And I think that we give, when we do give advice, you know, that's my, my motto, real advice that I use myself. Like I believe that, if you're going to give advice, it's something that you would do. And I don't like to sugarcoat things. I think that you don't have to be abrupt and mean, but I don't want to, I'm not going to tell somebody what they want to hear just so that I can pacify them. Cause it's going to put you in the same circle. It becomes no, a, no, the same pattern. No. Um, yeah. And that whole being empathetic and, and, and caring brings in that personal space that we try to do. We care about people. Right. The next one's how many people should you ask? When I had to choose a photo of myself for this blog, which would be also the picture of the jacket cover of my new book, I selected three photographs and sent them to 15 people, asking them to choose their favorite year of links. Needless to say, every single picture was ranked as favorite and links by at least four people, which made the survey useless in terms of making the decision. I ended up choosing one with my agent that I thought was best. So this is just an example of how Sometimes asking too many people can confuse your decision. Yeah, it doesn't always provide clarity, right? Correct. It, it, it's um, beautifully said. It's best to ask um, a handful of people your opinion rather than a lot. It's almost like uh, when we did our research, we narrowed our focus to uh, women in in 
who experienced stress in, in the workplace. And just like our book cover, we did the same thing. And, and meditation. We, we pulled out a, six a, or so people that have experience using meditation and were able to draw from that. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important. Do you agree with this one too? I totally agree with this one. Um, I think that it's important to um, to make sure that all of these things are done. But uh, I think that I've seen. Just think about it, Jay. We've had people in our in our area in our uh, practice that have gotten so much advice from people that their brains are cluttered. Uh, they just don't have. And that's part of the thing about mindfulness. If if you um, if you're um, not um, focused on the moment and focusing on, uh, and if you focus on too much advice, there's so much clay in your brain, you can't make an intelligent decision. So let's hold that thought. You guys, we're going to take a quick break. Remember, you can call 310-928-7733. Again, that's 310-928-7733. But we'll be back right after. You can always join the conversation. We're going to be talking more about relationships and an advice you should and should not possibly take. Follow me, alcohol that my pop swallow bottle me. No apology, I walk with a bold on my shoulder. It's a cold war, I'm a colder soldier. Hold the same fight that made Martin Luther the king. I ain't using it for the right thing. In between lean and the fiends, hustle and the schemes, I put together pieces of a dream. I still have one. Yeah, we 
in the ghetto, letting love prevail. With a story to tell, my eyes see the glory and well. The world waiting for me to yell. I have a dream. I got a dream. One day. We gonna work it out. in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. I welcome you to call in and join the conversation at 310-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733. We were just talking about um, advice that and where to seek advice with relationship, but we just got a um a, a email that Jay's going to talk about. Yeah, well, first you, it says, "Dear friends, um, thank you, Razi, Razi, I think that's right. This is the first time listening to this program. As a friend invited me to listen to Interlight earlier this week, I try to determine whether I'm being used as a rebound for a previously failed relationship. Any suggestions, Sonny?" Wow. Well, thanks for writing in. First off, Sonny, I'll let Dr. Stelly go first, and then I'll say my piece. You know, um, I'm going to share a personal experience. Um, I'm, I'm opening up, and I'm, wow. learning, I'm learning this year to be more. Let me get a more, drink of ice water. I'm, <laughs> I'm learning this year to be more open and honest with myself, so I can truly heal. And um, I have, I've been, I've, I've been in a rebound relationship. Were you the? Do you feel you were the rebound, or I feel uh, like they. I think they were the rebound. I mean, you know, it was I, mm-hmm. I dated them because I had lost someone that I really care about mm-hmm. um, and not to death or anything, but lost them in the relationship. And I, I, I really feel like um, it's not a good place to be in because you're always comparing yourself or the relationship to what it could have been. And you're all and you're never going to be satisfied because you're always looking at uh, how great you're thinking about how great that other relationship was and you're not giving this one a fair shot. Okay, but what they're trying to say is they're trying to determine whether they're being the rebound. So as for you or the experienced as having that person rebound, how can they tell in your experience because you have firsthand experience that they're being used as the rebound? You know, it's it's very difficult because I think people overcompensate to hide that. See, that's one of it. Yeah. If if it's a person, if you feel that they're overcompensating, in my opinion, um, it's very hard when somebody's been in a a relationship prior to you and they were really committed and very, um, if it ended in a way that it was very abrupt and, and you were the person that kind of slipped in either while it was still breaking up or, um, you know, right after it's, it's hard to sometimes determine that you're the rebound. So 
you know, I would take things slow with this person, Sonny, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. um, just because if you're feeling this way, you know, sometimes I feel like we need to listen to our intuition. Yes. We need to listen to ourselves. So not to prejudge the situation. And I don't know the person whom you're dealing with, but just take your time, get to know this person. If you know their background where their relationship ended very abruptly or, they um, are showing, exhibiting signs that they're ready to move so fast. Sometimes those can be yeah. red flags. And I think that it's important to have that conversation too with them. I agree. Because sometimes we want to figure this out on our own. But how many people would tell you the truth? They now? won't tell you, but there are, they look at the body language. Don't do it over the phone. Take the right moment to do it. Right. And maybe ask suggestive, conver- you know, that's when you kind of lead the witness into certain questions that can give you an answer not um directly you know sometimes that direct approach is not the right approach to take but but just sometimes asking you know um are you truly ready for a commitment exactly great question or how am i how am i fitting into the larger scale of what you want right you You know know, those type of things and also sonny you have to figure out what you want if this is somebody that you really want to build something with or if you're not quite sure you know, these are questions to find out where you guys want to go. Because my my first step in when I was dating, what I would do is speak to this person and say, hey, you know, uh, what? I mean, not the first date, of course, but after you've been dating for, you know, a couple of weeks and, and you're starting to get a you know, that more of a feeling of attachment. I think it's a good time to have a talk and see where you guys see relationships going. What do they want in a relationship and see if that's the same thing you want? Because remember, you are just as precious as this person. So don't forget yourself in the relationship. You don't, I mean, I understand not wanting to be the rebound. And in my, um, I've had that experience where I felt that possibly I was the rebound, but looking deeper into the situation, that person, I wasn't ready for the level of commitment that they wanted. So I wasn't really the rebound. It was just that I wasn't ready for their commitment. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't that I saw a complete future with that person. So I think talking is the best thing to do. Thank you for that question. And actually, Sonny, I think that, um, listen to your gut, um, seek advice, um, I think you'll find the answer and I think and talk and talk communication is the best thing to do to anyone. And I really think that it would be great for you to take a chance to talk to that person and see and listen. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, and get mm-hmm. eye to eye on what you guys are really looking for. And this is actually a great, thank you again, Sonny. Yes. This is a great segue into another question we got mm-hmm. uh, that email that we received on rela- teaching what about love? You know, mm-hmm. how, how, um, how can I tell, uh, how can I know about love in a relationship? And do, do people really care about me? Am I in the right situation? And there was an article that we'll share with you that talks about 15 relate, actually 15 relationship experts talk about uh, teaching you about love. And the first thing they say is a, a thing that you should probably ask people is, um, do or say something daily to show your appreciation. I completely agree with that. And I'm, I think that I'm fairly good with that with everybody in my family. You're excellent. She's excellent. And I'm not just saying that because I birthed her, but no, (laughs) (laughs) and it's the small things. Well, you know, just the, the little appreciation. And I think, you know, I think that my youngest daughter is the same way. She wants to show she's, overly loving and, and, and you know sometimes you're like oh my goodness but it's a beautiful thing to be um so i think that 
that's a good thing. I think that we gratitude. all kind of show our gratitude. We totally show our like, gratitude. And it yields big rewards in relationships. Mm-hmm. So, Sonny, in your relationship, one of the things you might look at is, am I getting expressions of gratitude in this relationship? Right. Is he showing me things that make me feel like I'm not a, on the rebound? What's well, a small gesture? Sometimes we forget because in the beginning of a relationship, people do those simple things all the time. A simple text, a simple I love you, or a simple no cute little things that they'll say, oh my God, you're so hot. Those little things, although very small, really impact a relationship. So don't, I think, don't let that fire die. No, and it can be, it can be in the way of not even a verbal, but in a physical hug and So like, what would be something that hands? you would love? Like, what are some things? Because I, everybody's different, right? Right. Um, I know that I, I'm a flower girl. That's so funny. And I'm I so love, not a flower. And you're not a flower girl. Only because a lot of but, the jerks that I had sent flowers. So you had, and that's where you have to talk to people. But see, you can't hold that. I can't hold it about again. somebody else. That but really I think it also. I think it's also. Do you think it's a type of flower? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. No, I think it's the. Yeah, I think it's a source of flower. No, but I think that you're right because I have had people generally. You can tell if they care about giving you flowers if they're not using it just to make up. Right. So what else is good for you? What are things that you would I like? love? hugs and holding hands see that's sweet that's things that are just and it's very simple but it doesn't cost a dime right? and even if it's a touch even if it's just a, a, a pet you or know like, like a, a, a you know or, or a verbal and it feels good when somebody says like i'm sorry to interrupt you but no, it feels, right. it feels good when somebody's like oh you're so hot babe or, you know just out of the blue just compliments that are you know and I we do that like i always say jay you're a really good mom I know, and it makes me feel because, so special. Because and it's the truth, you. You and it's too. like, um, thank you. You said thank you for being so wonderful. I mean, yes, we all well, have our a, faults. She was a wonderful mom, but she's an amazing yaya. And it's, like, I want her to know because I mean, my grandma was great too. Totally different. My <laughs> 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 mom, love you, Grammy. She's I know like, you're in heaven watching. Sure. Don't don't start moving anything. But no, like it's just like it's funny. Like you're amazing. And but it's like it's, it's it's like but. Telling people that, that showing people is important. Another thing they said. Yeah. The second one is realize relationships have value regardless of how it lasts. That is no such thing as a failed romance. So important. Okay. So we've got to put our mindset into that. We have to think about that because I think that it all stems from why we are here on this earth. We're here to learn. It's a lesson. It's Agreed. a lesson. It, it, we're in our life lesson. And many Everything times we don't experience. Many times we don't want to realize that, right? Mm-hmm. Many times we think, oh my God, this is such a failed life. I'm so upset. I haven't had any romance. I have learned from every situation that I've been in, good or bad, and it's made me a better person. I can say that I've had some, uh, a, a, you know, I've had some relationships that really hurt me and I've, I've actually fallen for sometimes the wrong people in the past. And now that, it, you know, when it first initially happened, you're like, oh, my God, I'll never get over this. I mean, I I was telling my my oldest daughter because eventually she's going to start dating, right? Oh, that's going to be, that's a good one. But no, um, I was telling her eventually she's going to date, right? So I look at that and I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Everybody I've experienced or everybody I've been with, I've learned something. And, you know, that even the, the experience of heartbreak, you realize that, you know what? You can overcome it. You'll yeah. never forget that person, I don't think, because of what they've done. But, and I, and I it, think- but you grow from it and yeah. you realize that that is what you can do to somebody else. See, I don't want to repeat that to anyone. You no, know, and I think you also need to realize that 
if you constantly make the same mistakes, then you're not learning the lesson. Mm -hmm. And that's when you need to seek advice because what happens is you get into a cycle of a repeated behavior and you need to make a behavior change. And sometimes you don't know how to make that behavior change unless you go and get help. Okay. And that's what we see a lot. We see a lot of people make the same mistakes and they come to us and they're so frustrated. They're like, why is it happening to me when they haven't had time to evaluate why their behavior is driving the same results. And, and also I think it's that lesson. If you, if you, you keep getting into those situations, you've got to learn the lesson. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you need to after a relationship, absorb what, what you've learned from it. Take that time and say, okay, this, I'm devastated. What happened? Why did this happen? What did I learn? Mm -hmm. So that you can know either you can take that. I mean, I drew things from things. I've had somebody that was a wonderful provider, but a horrible romantic. I've had somebody, you know, and so now I have a relationship where he's, no one's perfect, but he's pretty close for me. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, with, with that said, it's, um, I've drawn from all of these things that I've, I've had and I finally have realized what I need for myself to be, yes. have a complete a as far comes relationship. It's a exactly. good thing. The next one is never take your partner for granted. Have you ever done this? Never. I've never taken my partner You've for never granted, have. but I've never had a good partner. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No. Truth. <laughs> Hashtag truth. That's going to be on for two days right now. That's your truth. Um, you know what? I have to agree with you. I don't think that you've had a, a you haven't had a deserving A soulmate. Partner. I haven't had a soulmate yet, but, but it's well, okay. kind of. I, I haven't had a soulmate. But, but this, but what, what we do is, um, it, the thing about taking people for granted, it may not be so obvious because sometimes, um, couples, and we've seen that Jay, um, they're so, I won't call it mean to one another, but they're, they're so, uh, in this attack mode. Well, you know what? Let me do a good example of this. I have had some great friends that, um, are in similar lines of work and they realized this behavior that they were taking for granted. And, uh, you know, they've even attributed my, the way that I am to how they have changed and revamped their relationship. And now they're taking, they're not taking that person for granted anymore. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you know, you have to think about who you do have in your company as well. It does affect you. If you have everybody that's miserable and hates um, the other, the other gender side and hates everything about a relationship, you know, if you're just hanging out with that, that, that negativity is going to be drawn to you too. Uh, for me, I've even done the same thing as far as taking somebody for granted and then I realized, you know what, this person's so wonderful. Let me let them know how wonderful they are. So maybe that's the key. Right. Taking some for granted and right before knowing the breaking point has shifted it. No, Mom, that's, no, that's, 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 that's just a joke. Just a joke. No, but <laughs> just a joke. In all, in all seriously, though, that's what happens, though. People get past, take a pe person, take them for granted, and then it's a breaking point and there's no turning back. So you don't want to do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, realizing, and we all should know this, no relationship, personal, professional, social is perfect. And we shouldn't, and it shouldn't be used as a rationalization um, uh, for complacency. We need to really build um, partner relationships and make them grow. Mm -hmm. I agree. The next one 
is remember Mm -hmm. to take breaks. Now, I'm not saying like when your husband and wife take a break and go out and have fun. (laughs) (laughs) There's no breaks in marriage. There's no breaks in marriage and there's no breaks in parenting. And if no breaks in marriage, parenting are real good commitments. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, sometimes it shouldn't take just a paper for you to be faithful. But what they mean, I think, in this is hang out with some girlfriends, um, uh, go visit a family member, those type of things. Truth. I, I think that that's the truth. I think that you do need to take time and be with, you know, you're, you're, you're allowed to have a life outside your relationship. I think that, you know, I've heard people in the past tell me that they like to do their own thing and, um, have their own thing and they want their person have their own thing. I agree to that somewhat. I think that you should have a life, but I think that as far as, You know, when it comes to like vacations and there should be togetherness as well. Yeah, it says, and that's what these psychologists are saying. And we, we totally agree with this as part of our practice. Um, it's okay to go out and hang out with people, but when you go home, you should be recharged and ready to be even stronger in a relationship. If you go out and hang out with your friends and it's caused conflict, when you come home, what's going to happen? Right. And that's the thing. And so you have to think about that. If you, if you're, if you're looking outside of the, the relationship and trying to take breaks and it may not be the relationship you need to be in. Exactly. Here's another one. It's not what you fight about. It's how you fight. Love that one. I agree. Yes. Because I think that if you can have good communication, that let me give you what the researchers, researchers said. They said it's found that four conflict messages are able to predict whether couples remain together or get divorced. Contempt, criticism, stonewalling, which is withdrawal and defensiveness. <sighs> So true. And I agree because in the relationships that I have had fail, or I won't say fail, that I have, that I've decimated and I have learned from, they had some, one of these in there. Mm-hmm. And, well, it, and it's something that, you know, if you talk ahead of time, give me good communication and, and learn how you guys want to, you know, have, have a talk about how you're going to fight prior to fighting. I know that sounds crazy. No, and it's, it's totally but it's true. Like it's, if you have a pre-plan, how you're going to think, you know, if we get in a fight, we're not going to, we're not going to be defensive. You know, we're not going to walk away and just not even talk to each other. We're not going to have these, these, um, criticisms of each other and start yelling like crazy people. Because if you have that talk prior, you're going to Think about it, and then you're going to re- not react. You're going to think before you talk. It's like fighting fairly, and many people don't. They fight to invoke a, a negative reaction exactly. instead of fighting to share a common goal to build what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do. It, you know, it's not I versus you language. It's more let's come together to work on this. How are we going to make this better? And many people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. So what about stop trying to be each other's everything? I agree. Oh my God. Cause there's, there's so many people. Pin that. She said pin that. <laughs> you are my everything is a lousy pop song lyric and even worse relationship plan. No one can be everything to everyone. Create relationships outside the relationships or a relationship isn't going to work. I'm going to comment on that, but I think we have a. Text. Do you want to go? No, you comment first and then we'll go to that. Other yeah. I think being someone's everything is a lousy way to have a relationship. It's not going to work. No one can be anyone's everyone, everything, and they shouldn't want them to be. It should be be. tired. It's really tiring. It's tiring. And you find people that just are not really real. 
and they are in a relationship and they're trying to do everything to please that person. And then by the time they're done, they're exhausted, frustrated, they have stress, panics, they're fake, they're not real. It's not a good thing. And I think that that may lead to a lot of people that they they marry for the wrong reasons. You know, if you're marrying um, and you realize you've been another person other than yourself, it's going to... And you know what? The, the ultimate thing is once that person, you can only act in a play and, and be a scene, be, be in a uh, sitcom for so many years. Mm-hmm. After a while, it's going to come out and then boom, it's over. So Sean Kay had something to say to us. Hi, Sean. Thanks for writing in. It says, some people are simply conflict-oriented in a relationship. They create the drama, which becomes very draining. I had to turn my back on a really cute lady because our pers- she was personally toxic. You know what? I understand it because there's some fine guys out there. And you know what happens? <laughs> you don't want to turn your back on them. But God, they are conflict-oriented. You know, they are, they are drama. What is it? I don't want no drama. I agree with you, Sean. It is hard. I agree with Sean, too. I think that there's some people that thrive off of conflict. You know, there's some people that they, they've maybe they've had a lot of conflict in their life. And it's a, it's a deeper issue that they, they it, like um, it feeds them. Yes. And that that feeding it becomes a big negativity ball of I don't want to deal with. So I agree with you. Um, you know, and it, I, I applaud you, Sean, that you have. Realize that you don't want to have that type of draining behavior in your life because you want a healthy relationship. And I agree. I think that people should think about that prior to being really involved in a relationship. If there's somebody that has too much drama for you, I mean, everybody has their different level of intake that they can handle. Um, but if you do have someone that's true draining for you and you see that early on, don't get so deep that you can't get away. I mean, you can always get away, but it's just the longer you're in a situation, the harder it is to leave. So I think yeah. that, you know, it's best to when you start seeing these red flags, just realize, hey, we can be friends. But as far as anything more, you have to acknowledge. And I think it's important to also address in your situation. It sounds like this person really wanted to stay in the conflict mode. Correct. But there is healthy conflict. And this is mm-hmm. and that is a way of resolving differences of opinion. Um and, and there's ways of doing that. You know, there's there's stages you can take uh to uh do it. But many people get into this argument or this unhealthy conflict. First of all, many people don't face conflict. Mm-hmm. And then, you know there a situ- there's a stimulant or a trigger that causes someone to get mad and people run from it. I think you always have to face conflict or it's going to be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's ways of handling that. And we do a lot of that conflict-oriented management in our relationship coaching. That's so important to to end up with good results. And I like what Sean said. Her personality for him was toxic, so he had to let her go. And yes. I applaud that, Sean, mm-hmm. because if you, you know what, like I said, Deep down, we all know what we need to feed our energy. So I believe it's important to focus on what is good for your health so that you can just, you want a relationship that enhances you, not something that's bringing you down. Right, right. So and you thank can you, tell. Sean, for Thank you, in. Sean. Great, great, great comment. Um, don't. <laughs> don't <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, just, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, here's another. Go, Jay. You liked it. <laughs> no, Go. this is you. Take a sick. No, no. Don't just go for the big O. <laughs> Sex isn't just about orgasms. It's about sensations, emotional in- intimacy, stress relief, improved health, improved immune and cardiovascular system, increased emotional bonding with your partner. 
thanks to the wonderful, wonderful release of hormones due to physical touch. There are many more reasons to have sex than just getting off. You know, interesting. I just read an article, um, and I can't, I can't remember the source right now, but it talked just about this, that, um, sex isn't just about the experience. Yes, it's a wonderful experience, but it's, it's about, more this intimacy and 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 it and there are some things that um when you um uh, stimulate uh physical um touch with people the result is amazing into how our endorphins and our hormones react mm-hmm. and how stress is released and many times you just said that jay many times the old doesn't really stress you're more frustrated afterwards I don't know, kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying me. I'm saying sometimes. No, no, I agree. You know, you know what? I agree that I, I've, I, we've had people in our practice, and you know, I, I have to remember we're an 11 a.m. show, so we're gonna keep it kind of kosher. But, uh, um, I remember um someone coming into our practice, and um they were chasing the O rather than chasing a, a solid relationship. And I think that that's where you have to realize that you do women, especially, and you know, I don't mean mean to be gender specific, but we release something when we, we do normally get emotionally attached. So you need to be careful on who you keep releasing these endorphins to because you're spreading yourself everywhere and you're not getting the energy back that you need. So I think that it's important for us to not just chase the O, but when you get this person that is a real connection before you even, experience though with them yeah and i think i agree with you and and, and from we uh, the are are giving a piece of us is so so much of us is given when we experience the ill right and so much of that if it's a negative experience tears us down exactly. again another life lesson giving 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 mm-hmm. and not getting back right. it's not going to help you exactly. so so be cautious and be discreet you know in in how you approach that exactly yeah. i agree the next one is look for someone with similar values so important i mean i it, it. it is my yeah it in is it. Yeah, I like your new thing. Is that our new thing? Pin it. She's going to pin it. Y'all like, like Pinterest yep. and everything. So I agree. <laughs> Speaking of Pinterest, I've been kind of crazy on it. What the other night I can say? Uh, but no, you're right. I, I agree with you, Dr. Stell. This is such an important one. I mean, um, I, I, I totally think this is like one of my number ones. The more similarities in education, age, values, personality, hobbies, the better. Partners should be especially sure that their values match before getting the marriage. Now, my yes, father, my, yes, yes. My father and mother were very different, right? But their values were there spot on, right? And I think, and that's where I think that people, you can have different hobbies and stuff like that. I, I think it's good to have differences, you know. But that whole thing with opposites completely attract. I think that you know certain things need to line up when you're talking marriage, like. If you do want kids in the future, if you, if one person does and one person doesn't, that later on will be a problem. Yeah. If you, one believes in disciplining and one believes in free spirit, that's something else that could be a problem. Well, you know, interesting enough too, I think there's a difference in differences in values. For instance, I've seen with this political climate, couples split because one's a Democrat and one's a Republican. Oh God, but it, that is so it's based silly. on... It's not based on 
the party is based on their values because exactly. so so people should really really think about that talk about it and have that conversation and how solid was your relationship that you break up because of a political statement yes and then, you know another, so you have to think about that as well like what is so important to you you know i will have to say i, I think that there's some politics is kind of important because if I believe in certain things and there's some things that my husband and I disagree on, but for the most part, our core similarities are, our values are very But it's not so much the party, it's the decisions made in the party. For instance, alternative facts, and I'm not talking necessarily about anyone, but alternative facts are are lies. So if, if you're a Republican or a Democrat and you condone lies, that's a different value system. Right. I mean, and that's what you need to narrow down. And those are conversations you should have. Right. It's like I it's so important. So important. The next one is try a nicer approach. <laughs> <laughs> Researcher has research has shown that the way that a problem is brought up determines both how the rest of the conversation will go and how the rest of the relationship will go. I totally agree with this. If you're attacking people or blaming a partner, it's known as criticism, and it's one of the biggest killers of a relationship. Yeah, and you know, go gentle. And I'm gonna tell you that you know, in addition to giving a relationship advice, one of the great things about strategic ladies is that we teach you how to change behaviors. And and so many times people say, well, how can I make this work? Well, do some self reflection, self evaluation. Um, you know, work on self and then the rest will happen. So, yeah, I think that uh, some people don't know how to be nice. We have had to teach people to be nice. Well, that's the thing too. (laughs) How to be nice. Right. And I I think that some things, um, go, you know, when you, you know, it's very important how people have been raised, um, how their value systems and their their moral values are developed. So some things, although we can give you the tools, cannot be taught. You can't change a person. They have to want, first of all, you have to want to change and it has to be instinctively in you. So as far as being nicer and a nicer approach, I think that if you really want a relationship to work, you're going to talk to the person how, I mean, I've had friends in general that I, I'm one of those people that I'm very sarcastic at times. So like a friend that deals with me, if you're really close to me, I'm going to be sarcastic to you and you know that that's just the way we, we bond. But there's some friends or acquaintances that I have that I can't be all the way that way because I know that they're sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's about how you have to know the person that you're approaching. Yeah. So we have a few others, but in the, in lieu of time, we don't have time to approach all these. So we'll continue this conversation on next yes, week because yeah. I think it's a really good one. one and we have a, quite a few to go, but just the next, the takeaways is, First of all, make sure that you get the right advice and get the right advice from the right person. And the second thing is, once you have dealt with how to get the advice, look at the tools that focus on love and focus on how to make things better in a relationship. And love can be not only in couples relationship, but also when you're dealing with your work associates. I do a lot of corporate things and relationship in corporate America is so important and, and it breaks down strongholds to have uh, gratitude and caring and things like that for, for your, your peers. So we, we're going to end before, but before we end, I wanted to um, we uh, have Jay give a thought of the day. 
and or the thought of uh, maybe. Um, well, today, she's excited you know, about. She's excited, excited about it. She's excited about it because she has a really good report. Okay, no, you know, it's, um, I've decided now that we're going to start using um, our angel cards, and um, today we're going to be pulling from Michael, and I think that this is must be relating to somebody because I feel this energy as well that somebody's having a hard time forgiving themselves. So this is for you, that listener that's having a hard time forgiving yourself. And all of us have can utilize this one as, as well, because sometimes I think that we are too hard on each other, right? Mm-hmm. So forgive yourself. You've done nothing wrong. Today I'm going to ask you guys to let go of self-blame and forgive yourself. Guide. Let's guide ourselves by releasing any toxic anger, fear toward others, and allow yourself to feel centered and at peace. So today, you guys, for five to ten minutes, just focus on forgiving yourself, whether it's in um, a past relationship, if you've done something that you're not proud of. Forgive yourself so that you can heal because you can and God is with you. Yeah, and I think another thing, and I always say this when we talk about forgiveness, that was a beautiful one. Um, I always say that... um, Forgive ourselves, but also give other people time to forgive you. Yes. Because we're selfish and centered. We're not centered uh, the right way if we don't know that I say I'm sorry to Jay, but I have to wait until Jay's ready to say I've accepted that apology. Right. And they may not, right? Right. Um, Sometimes, you know, if if it's a relationship, and I mean, all of us have had a relationship that possibly has gone sour, um, or South. And if that's the case, sometimes you have to just let go and realize that that was an experience because I'm one of those people that have rarely have anybody that I, um, have broken up with or been, had been any kind of closeness that I don't talk to anymore, but there is somebody and yeah. there's been people. And if that happens, you have to just let go and just realize that that was an experience you had to experience and that you can just forgive yourself and forgive that person. And when time is right, um, everything will work out. Well, that concludes her show. Very good one, Jay. Thank you, Sonny and, um, and uh, Sean. Sean and the email that came in to us about the 15, uh, what, what, how do we want to teach about love? Thank you for uh, sending those emails and, and texting and messages. We look forward to some of the, you sharing some of the things we're going to be doing in the next year. Uh, Jay, go ahead. And oh tell yeah, you that. guys, um, before we go next year and next week, <laughs> Hollywood weekly. So pick that up. Um, this month I am going to be starting my column, my ask Dr. Jay column, and you can write in at write to strategicallyes.com or ask Dr. Jay at gmail.com and you can write me any advice questions that you have relationship questions and you may be featured in my article um but i'm very excited about that it's a new venture and it's going to be exciting and i'm able to put all the emails that i get into um words so that other people can learn from them and and we also will have a newsletter and please go to our website www.strategicladies.com yes and subscribe to the newsletter because we'll have the Ask Jay column as well as um, some mindfulness scripts that you can use to enrich your life and feel better about who you are and, and do that self-evaluation, self-reflection uh, that mode and get into that practice. As, as always, you guys, you can call in at 310-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733. Join us next week, Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time so that we can go further into relationship advice. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.
the healing frequency. Strategic Lane.